Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. My guest here on the Madison Show, Derek Johnson, president and CEO of the National NAACP. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We all have followed and heard about the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, but what caught me by surprise, uh, Derek, was when I had a chance to talk with you. You said, we got to talk about the fact that the water bills are, uh, are, are, are becoming controversial. What is, what's going on with the, uh, that the NACP is focused on? And thank goodness you're focused on it. But what we are witnessing here, first of all, Joe, thank you for having me on the show is the result of the state of Mississippi over several decades, at least three decades, uh, starving the system, the Jackson Water Department, of resources that which resulted in this all-system failure. Understanding that all of the money for under the Clean Water Act is all federal monies, but is given to the state in the block grant. And then the state determines the reallocation of those funds. Well, we have tracked the last three decades where the state of Mississippi has refused or have denied equitable funding for the city of Jackson. And as a result, we filed the Title VI administrative complaint against the state for the intentional starving of resources causing the failure we see now. So, Derek, now, if, if, if let me interrupt just a second. It's a block grant, so they can determine where the money goes. Where did it go? It went to outlining areas and other water systems, not to the city of Jackson. And when the leadership dynamics changed in the city of Jackson in 1997, when the citizens elect the first black mayor, we began to see an aggressive implementation of a state strategy to starve the city of resources. And so for three decades, uh, request after request, proposal after proposal, the state has either ignored or denied the request to give their equitable share of the water, of money for the water system. In addition to that, the citizens of Jackson requested to tax themselves an increase to support and provide the necessary maintenance to the, uh, the city, and the state wouldn't take up the bill because of uh, homeroom laws. In addition to that, uh, we have problems with the sewage system and leakage. So this is, all, this is intended to cause the system to fail because the state ultimately wants to regionalize the water system or take it and privatize it. Ah, and, and and again, this leakage obviously goes back to probably antiquated pipelines that are, who knows how old they are, decades, if might be over 100 years old. The whole system is over 100 years old. It's the oldest system in the state. And hence, you know, Joe, you and I both, you know, familiar with the city of Detroit. And the bankruptcy in Detroit was about control of, of the, the water. water. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what Coleman Young used to say. You can say any, you can do whatever you want to, but I control your water. (laughs) Go ahead. That's right. That's right. And even the issue with Flint was about the control of the Detroit water system because 
the water's being pumped from Detroit to Flint because everybody knew that the Flint River was contaminated. Hence, you come back to Jackson, it's the same political power dynamic. Folks are playing the long game. Power is restless. Even if you elect people to office, you have to protect and control the assets because they are still consistently targeting the ability to take the assets from the municipality and cripple the ability to effectively govern. Now, who governs this and and, and legislates this? Is this under the control of the governor or the state legislators or both? Well, it's both. It's both, right? So it's federal funds that come to the state as a black grant to the Department of Health. And then the Department of Health, which is appointed by the governor, they receive uh, applications from the different jurisdictions that, that run water systems, and then they make a subjective decision of winners and losers, who get money and who won't get money. But for the city of Jackson, what the governor did added an additional hurdle. The only municipality in the state that it would have to apply first to the Department of Health and then an additional hurdle to apply for the Department of Administration and Finance, which was in many cases would levy a harder, a much more rigorous requirement to access to money. We almost had a system failure in 2010, and then Mayor Harvey Johnson was able to get around it, but in doing so, he had to take out from municipal bonds, and the state of Mississippi required him to, to uh, uh, charge some higher fees for the bonds that was taken. This is intentional. This is called structural racism at its best. My guest is uh, the CEO and national president of the NAACP, Derek Johnson. Uh, it, it did, wait a minute. Am I missing something? Isn't Jackson, Mississippi, still the capital of the state? And I, I mean, I I bring that up because the governor has to, and the and the state capital aren't they impacted by the same water system? Absolutely impacted. See now, this is the unfortunate part of what's taking place. So the hospital system, yeah. and other entities are beginning to dig individual wells to draw their own water, which further weakens the system because you you shrink the customers who can be a part of the system to keep it going. In addition to that, it also weakens the aquifer that runs under the city of Jackson from Memphis all the way down. So it, it, it is unconscionable what they have been doing. But again, this is structural racism, and that's why NACP, we're taking this up. Access to water is a civil right. Oh, yeah. Structural racism is our fight. And we have to identify when these kind of barriers are being put in place, whether it's in Jackson, Flint, or any kind of USA, where black folks are becoming the majority and stepping to the yeah. role of government. And, and let's make this clear, uh, what Derek said to us in the beginning. This goes back to the, uh, uh, again, 30 years, uh, well, when the first black mayor got elected of Jackson. That's correct, 1997. 1997, when he got, then all of this mess started. So now, is this a lawsuit you're filing? Are you filing it on the federal level, the state level? What's what's the the long game? It is a Title VI administrative complaint with the EPA who oversees this, 
for them to investigate the state of Mississippi's actions, which then could lead to a federal lawsuit. Got you. Okay, so that's the first step, and then then you have to decide based on what comes up in the investigation how you proceed or if you proceed with the lawsuit. That's correct. All right. Now, let me go to uh, issue number two. Uh, the, the headlines uh, recently, uh, and this is Steve Bannon. Do we have a clip from Steve Bannon? Yes. I want to play this clip, uh, what he said and what they, uh, the other side plans to do uh, with this upcoming midterm. Go ahead. Play that. They understand Judgment Day is coming. They understand now uh, we're going to be ahead of this. They're not going to be able to cheat or steal, or at least not be able to cheat or steal as much as they used to cheat and steal just in broad daylight. They understand the poll numbers. They understand the shifting demographics. They understand all of it, and they're freaking out. So a nonstop, nonstop up there, they're putting up uh, that MAGA is dangerous, MAGA is uh, authoritarian, this is the rise of fascism. You know, all of a sudden, their big thing on democracy is, uh, you know, it's democracy, democracy, democracy. But as they've seen the polls and they see what's going to happen, they're saying, oh, no, no, no. What they're going to do now is win this one, but they're going to put all their, um, they're going to put all these fanatics in there, like a Mark Fincham, like Christine Caramo, like Jim Marchant, and this is the last free election you ever have. No. They understand one thing, and you understand it better than other, John Howman, that if you can't cheat, you can't win, and your days of cheating are over. So you can sit there and you can pull your hair out, but no, we're flooding the zone with poll workers, poll watchers, election judges, people in the room, not just outside the room. Outside the room is, I'm not saying performative or for optics, but it's inside the room that counts, and that's where somebody said the other day, 11,000. Whoever put that uh, tweet up, you have to understand, we have multiples of 11,000. That last part is what concerns me. We're going to flood the zone with poll workers and poll watchers. So the question is, well, let me get your response to that. Well, I hope you have your swear jar, because what he's doing is flooding the zones with the big lie, misdirection, and bullshit. That's what he's doing. He's creating a, a false narrative on the front end to justify when whatever the outcome is, if it's not what they think it should be, they can rally the troops. Unfortunately, we, we have not locked this guy up for sedition, and he needs to be locked up for that. The goal is to discredit the, the, our democracy by flooding the zone with lies, by uh, impacting people's fear with this thing that, that the others are coming to get us, the others are coming to take what's rightfully ours, when in fact the numbers are the numbers. We settle our disagreements at the ballot box, and you move on. You nor I was happy when Ronald Reagan got elected, and I was in middle school. You nor I was happy when Bush too got elected because we understood what it, what it meant. But we didn't go and we didn't attack the Capitol. We didn't go and try to create some misdirection. We went back and we began to talk about how we need to organize to turn out our vote to do what's necessary as we protected this democracy by accepting the peaceful transfer of power. And so Steve Bannon and all of his ilk, 
their their strategy is to flood the zone with misdirection and with lies to discredit and undermine this democracy. You at the the NAACP, your plans for the midterm. I understand you're going to have some type of training session for poll workers or poll watchers. We've already started that. Uh, we've been recruiting volunteers to be poll workers for watchers. We've been recruiting volunteers to uh, make sure that we turn out the vote in the 22 state target areas to ensure that our voices are heard. You know, a lot of what's going to happen in November is all going to be about turnout. Right. And for the NAACP, we've been metrically focused on who are individuals who are infrequent voters. These are individuals that uh, vote occasionally when there's a hot issue or presidential election because there's so much more money in marketing to remind people to vote. And so we have a relational organizing pro- a program where we ask the neighbors to talk to neighbors. And we would love for people to, to go to NAACP.org, sign up as a volunteer. So okay. if you're in one of our target areas, if you're not, we want you to start talking to your neighbors. And we have the technology to plug you right in, whether you want to send an email, text message, or get on our phone banking process. What we have learned through research over the last four, uh, five years, we don't need celebrities to tell us to vote, but when neighbors talk to neighbors, we increase yeah. turnout. We just did it in Shelby County, Tennessee for the district attorney race, and it was successful. And, and you know, quite candidly, as you're talking, I believe that's sort of what happened, I say sort of, in Kansas. I don't recall a bunch of celebrities going into Kansas as it related to the referendum on um, on uh, abortion. That, I mean, that was, that was women talking to women, talking to their husbands and their allies, wasn't it? Absolutely. It's the old black captain strategy, which you use technology to amplify it. It really is how, you know, Harold Washington got elected in right. Chicago. You know, it's how we got many of the first blacks you name the person in position elected is neighbor talking to neighbor. Now, there can be some overarching celebrity voices to, yeah, yeah, or yeah. some organizational stuff, but it's people talking to people about what's in their interest based on their lived reality in their community. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I go back to history. Uh, my first assignment when Ben Hooks asked if I do voter registration, um, we went into Philadelphia because was it Frank Rizzo that um, wanted to change the city charter uh, so he could be mayor for life? Uh, and uh, we went, we recruited block captains, or in essence, one person on a block that first did voter registration, then voter education, and then that same person knocked on doors to get people to vote. And I mean, we had thousands of volunteers. There's nothing like that when your neighbor is knocking on your door. That's right. And so right now, yeah. our goal is to recruit 150,000 people in okay. our target areas. We've already recruited 107,000. All right. We've got to close the gap. So neighbor talks to neighbor. You know, we, we are vast and people want to get fancy and do stuff when what has always worked still will work if we just make it work. All right. And so, that's what we got to focus on. We don't need social media celebrities. We don't need all this other stuff. Just people talking to people. All right. So once again, 
if folk would like to close that gap, the num- give the NACP the numbers they need and more, uh, give out that 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 uh, that address that web address again. NAACP.org. Sign up as a volunteer for this election, and we will get you started. All right, and I and I point this out. It's nonpartisan, as you. I want folks to understand that. Uh, it's it's really Absolutely. about mo- it's about mobilization. That's really what it's about. Yeah, we don't have to tell black folks how to vote. We just got to get them to the polls. <laughs> All right, Derek Johnson. Always good to talk with you. Thank you. Keep us posted, particularly on that Jackson, Mississippi water uh, investigation. I know it can be complicated, but you really helped explain it. And uh, I I bet you ninety percent of the folks listening. Just didn't know that that existed. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Hey, go online, sign a petition, because we have to stop this. In order for us to be the society that so many fought for, help with, that you fought for, Joe, we need to continue to protect the yeah. power and the assets that we've been able to accumulate, because if we don't, they'll take it. All right, we'll get this out over and over again. We'll get it on our website, podcast, the show, whatever. You got it. Thank you, man. Have a, And be safe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All right. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.